Let's all stand together as we begin our worship service.
and all of our praise. So why don't you just give him a little praise this morning. In your own way, just give him a little bit of praise this morning. Give him a hallelujah. Give him a thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Let me just take care of a few uh, uh, things that are going on. Uh, tonight at 5.30, we're having our Decking the Halls, formerly. Uh, we've, we've changed that. Basically, the same service. We just put a different name on it. Uh, so we're doing the Decking the Halls tonight at 5.30. Also, we need you to bring some finger food. With. Uh, we're going to be uh, sharing and all of that and just fellowship time together. And that's always a great time. So please remember that at 5.30 this evening. I know it looks like deck, but we're just going to deck them just a little bit more. And uh, it's always a great time, great family time uh, to come together. Uh, also, uh, we've got a lot of things down Thursday. Is it noticed? Uh, yeah, Thursday evening is going to be Ladies Auxiliary. Uh, so please remember. That. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. On the I knew something wasn't right. On Saturday, it's going to be the Ladies Auxiliary Christmas Dinner. That's going to be at the Sagebrush Steakhouse and Dunn. Uh, if you're interested in that, CCC. Take care of those things uh, for you. Uh, there's, uh, you've got a calendar of events. If you don't have one, go ahead and get one. And, uh, and there's the only thing. I said I wasn't going to I am going to do it. The only thing, the only change you need to make on here is uh, after thinking about it through a little bit more on our Christmas Eve service, which is going to be during our regular service, because remember, Christmas Eve falls on Sunday this year, and uh, we're going to be having a communion service. So it's going to be just more of a... Uh, I hope all of our services are sort of relaxed and casual, but it's going to be... And I know, I know you see I got a tie on today. I know I generally don't wear a tie, but look, I've got a, hot, a closet hanging full of Christmas ties. If I don't wear them now, I'm not going to wear them, right? Uh, so I, I'm, I'll probably deck my halls with, uh, with Christmas ties. Uh, but on that day, uh, rather than... I know a lot of people have family gatherings and uh, all of those things that start on Christmas Eve day. Uh, we're going to start at 10 o'clock uh, as opposed And uh, so that'll give people time to get here and also get to your family gatherings and things that you're doing on Christmas Eve. But we're going to be having celebrating. And also, uh, I know they call them uh, uh, ugly Christmas sweaters uh, or whatever. If, if I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if it's pretty. Present uh, that Christmas Eve, okay. Whatever, and if you don't have anything, it's all right. Just come as you is, okay. Uh, just so, uh, but I have say I. No, I do. I'm over. I'm overboard with it. I have Christmas ties. I have Christmas socks. Uh, I have. Um, I have anything Christmas you want to say. Come out and just enjoy that, 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 that time we have together, worship the Lord, and to give him praise that day. So remember that. So that's the only thing there you need. As opposed to 1030. Uh, so uh, if you remember that. 
Uh, and then there's other things that are going on. Again, look at your um, look at your calendar. I know the blood drive is coming up uh, very quickly, uh, so let's uh, re uh, remember that. That's uh, we have two a year. This is the first of our back. Uh, Christmas uh, a blood drive. So we have one in January and one in July, I think, and so that'll be one that's coming up uh, very quickly. So sign up for those things. I think that is all we have. Uh, also, uh, with the service tonight, let me uh, mention, we have the tree, and this is the we'll put on it some ornaments already there, but if you'd like to bring an ornament, a new ornament, or if it's first time with us, you can bring an ornament and just put your family name from the past, whatever you want to do, uh, but we'll have ornaments here for everybody to hang. Uh, so uh, please uh, take note of that as well. Okay, so I think that's enough of those. Down to uh, continuing our worship service. And with this, uh, with this, we're going to turn our attention to some words from the Word of God. Uh, I, I, I thought about... Uh, I'm going to be in, uh, emphasizing the incredible journey. Is what it, that's going to be our theme for the day. The incredible journey. And uh, with that, came to my mind uh, from the Psalms, Psalm 42, 11 verses of that Psalm I want to share with you this morning. It says, as so pants my soul for you, O God, my soul thirsts for you, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Day and night. While they continually say to me, where is your God? And when I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go uh, with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God. With a voice of joy and praise. And with the multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you downcast? In me. Hope in God. If you got to picture, this guy's depressed. This guy's struggling in his faith. He said, hope in God, for I shall. My God, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan, from the heights of her. Deep calls into deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will uh, command his his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to my God, uh, to God my rock, why have you forsaken me? Why do I, as with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say to me all day, where is your God? Why are you down, cast down on my hope in God, for I shall yet Praise Him, the help of my countenance, my God. You know, sometimes we walk through depression, walk through trouble sometimes. But even in that, we have to turn our eyes upon the Lord and see Him. And, uh, and hope really does come from. Let's all stand together again. The next a couple of songs we're going to do, these are old songs, uh, but they are, they're just good songs.
a long time. But the message of them are relevant even for this generation, even for us today. We're going to start off with that song, that old song of the church, Bless. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. This really should be our story. And it should be our song. We're going to follow that up uh, with another song uh, that's been around a long time. Which is based upon uh, Psalm 42. Let's worship with it.
and all that we do and all that we undertake to do and all that we are, oh God. Lord Jesus, we should be a reflection of you, reflection of your grace, reflection of your mercy, reflection of your love, reflection of that hope that is in you and you alone. Oh God, we worship you in this house today. We glorify you, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your richest blessing for being here. And God, whatever you desire to do, whatever you desire to do, whatever you desire to do, surrender to your will and give you place in our lives right now. In Jesus Christ, amen. You may be seated. And that's, that's all we'll do with you today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. As the uh, praise team is coming down, we're in prayer now and, and uh, have intercessory prayer. Um, we got a, a, a note here that uh, Miss Connie Townsend's sister. Uh, so let's remember uh, Miss Connie Townsend and her family. That's all I know. That 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 was on um, that was on Facebook, and so that's that's how we learned that. So uh, be be in prayer for Miss Connie and for for her sister. There's several more that we want to lift up in in prayer and be praying for and. Uh, Holly McClam, let's continue to uh, pray for her. Uh, as far as I know, uh, she is still in the hospital. They're trying to work out for a rehab until she comes back home. But let's remember Miss uh, Miss Molly, Miss um, uh, uh, Miss Billy Mc, uh, Beasley. Let's remember Billy and I pray. A lot of suffering. And so let's, let's lift up Billy and let's be praying for him today. Uh, also, Miss Eloise Clifton, <clears throat> she is in the hospital. And uh, let's continue. Christy's our grandmother. And uh, so let's be praying for her and lift her up. Also, Lewis's mother, uh, she, needs, she stands in needs of our prayers in the hospital. And so let's be praying uh, for her as well. Uh, I'm glad to see... Uh, Mr. Uh, Ellis Harrell in, in, in our church in church service today, and also Paula Gray's new family. They're not here today, uh, but uh, Paula's been diagnosed with cancer. Let's continue to pray uh, for her and ask for God's blessing. Everybody that is traveling, that's on the roads, in the air, on ships, wherever they are, I, I know many many years ago. No, we were going at Thanksgiving on a cruise, first cruise we'd ever taken. We were young and dumb and ignorant and any other adjective you wanted to add to it. had no idea. See, we were traveling on the day like today. We were stuck in Puerto Rico in the airport all day long. There was no change in And uh, we learned about holiday travel in that in that adventure and it was not fun so let's uh, let's
traveling ourselves, we came back yesterday. And thank God for wonderful, what I hope you all had as good of a Thanksgiving celebration as we had with our boys and our Thank God for that. We may never do that again, but we did it this year, and it was, it was good. Uh, so uh, we just thank God for those things. Uh, since we show up, I just come back from Pennsylvania, but let's remember Cynthia. She is having a lot of issues with her back, uh, and um, ask for God's blessings upon her. If you have a prayer, that you can lift your hand before God. God knows that need. Is there anybody that needs special prayer this morning? We believe in anointed and oil, laying hands on people. Prayer of faith, because the prayer of faith will save the sick. That's what, that's what, that's what the book of James tells us, and we believe in that. And, uh, and we do that. Amen. Cece comes forward. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. Praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Anyone else need need prayer? Let's invite you first. Like to join us in this prayer, and let's pray together, asking for the Lord's blessing. Um, thank you, Jesus. Amen. And as as we're praying for these for these many needs, um, for these that uh, we have mentioned, Billy. Thank you. I was going I was going to anoint somebody uh, for for Billy. So we want to pray for Billy. I will also in this. We we'll want to pray for Miss Molly and um, pray for pray pray for her as well, and God's grace. Also, Miss Connie, uh, we'll be anointing for Miss Connie and asking God's blessing uh, for for them as well. Um, we'll. Let these ladies, if they'll let them come, y'all can take a seat on the front, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll come we'll come too. Debbie, I'm, I'm going to anoint you for Miss, Miss Molly. Okay, let me get there. I'll, I'll come. Let's see who we want to pray for right now and ask for God's grace. She has um, had a stroke, pretty severe stroke. So let's, let's be praying as co-worker relationship there. Heavenly Father, we humble ourselves in the mighty hand of the Almighty God. You are good, Lord. You're good beyond anything that we can ever dare understand or comprehend. So, my God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will, Lord, strengthen. And, Lord, that you will bless. God, you will help. And, Lord Jesus, you will touch. I know, Lord Jesus, as, as Cece comes, and, Lord, for Donna Douglas, and, Lord, for this need in this one's life who has had to suffer this stroke, we pray, God, for a for deliverance. Lord Jesus, you know, Lord, what is good and what is right. And you know, Lord, how to best minister. And Lord, we don't know, God. We don't, all we can see in the moment.
focus for the moment that God, we, be, we ask Lord Jesus for what's best down the road. We ask best for what's best, Lord Jesus, for, for the days that are yet to come. And Lord Jesus, you know that, oh God. And so, Lord, we put our trust in you. We put our faith in you for Donna Douglas right now to touch her and bless her and mend her and be with her in a mighty way in Jesus' name. Lord, we will anoint this one, Lord, for Billy Beasley, God. We're praying, Lord Jesus, as Billy is going through such pain and such suffering, my Lord and my God. And Lord, this cancer, Lord, is just taking control. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, you're a miracle-working God. You can do things beyond the ordinary. You can do the extraordinary. But my God, again, you know what is best. You know what is good and what is right. But for my friend, Lord Jesus, I'm asking, Lord, to help to alleviate the pain. Help the Lord to bring the pain down or find whatever needs to be done to bring that pain level to where it's more tolerable. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for your strength and your grace and, Lord, for your mercy. God, I anoint Paula today, Lord, family. Bless them and be with them and comfort them and strengthen them in the hour of their greatest need. And Lord Jesus, we pray for Jeff Langdon's family. Lord, as it's them in the name of Jesus Christ and Lord, adding strength and grace and mercy, Lord, unto them. Debbie, if you don't mind, I want Jesus to bring Miss Molly McClam, I'm telling you, now, I know all of you are, are, are special people, but I'm telling you, Ms. Molly McLam's a special woman. <laughs> I have learned. We're praying, but I want to tell you this little thing. You know, in, in the church I pastored before, before this, when there was a woman there by the name of Ms. Doris Altman, and I was with her when she went to be with the Lord. But she reminds me, Ms. Molly McLam reminds me of Ms. Doris Altman. So that's, I think that's one reason I feel such a closeness to her because she, that same kind of spirit, same kind of gentleness, and same kind of loving nature. And, um, and I, just, I just want God to help Miss Molly. She's worn out. She's just worn out. She's tired. And God can give her a little boost or God can give her that she's not going to give up. <laughs> but God can give her what she needs in this season of her life. So let's pray for Miss Molly. Heavenly Father, Lord, this dear precious lady, Lord, we pray, God, that you will put your hand of grace and your hand of mercy. Touch, Lord Jesus. Lord, she, she's a fighter, God. She's had to fight all of her life. She's a fighter, God. She, she trusts in you. She knows you. She knows she's ready to meet you whenever you call her home. But, Lord, she's just asking for a few more days. And so, God, you know what's best. You know what is right. So, God, we're going to put it in your hands. And, Lord, Jesus, sometimes you just give us the desires. When you prolong her life, God, give her a good measure of prolongment, my God. Give her, Lord Jesus, strength, Lord, that she needs. And, Father, Lord, we will give you praise and glory. 
and whatever you're doing through this situation, let it be done for the glory of God Almighty. And Lord, just touch her and bless her and help her. And Lord, be with her and her boys. And God, just minister to this whole family. And God, use this woman to touch their hearts. And we ask this in Jesus Christ's name, our Lord and our Savior. Father, we pray for all those that are traveling. God, your grace and mercy be upon everyone that's on the roads or in the air, wherever they may be, God. Bless them. Bless, Lord Jesus, uh, Miss Eloise. I cleanse her body, God. Give her body strength. And, Lord Jesus, minister her. Louis's mother, God, you understand that situation. And it, God, that you will touch. And, Lord, whatever's working. On whatever's happening in that mind of hers, God, we are praying for a release. We're praying, God, for a deliverance, Lord Jesus, and God, that be with her in the name of Jesus forever and truth without end. Thank you, God, for blessing us. Thank you, Lord, for helping us. And Lord, for every need, every need represented. I give you the praise for that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you don't mind, just kind of, we're we, 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 we going we to pray. Amen. We just started last night. Amen. Amen. Please help. Lord Jesus, you hear the cry of your servants. And Lord, you know the help that Miss Patton needs. Lord, that this is hearing whatever's going on, Lord Jesus. I pray. I pray in your precious name. I pray, God, for. Mm, mm. I pray, Lord Jesus, for your deliverance. I pray. I pray for your mercy. I pray for your wisdom. I pray for your power, God, to touch, Lord, this dear woman of God. And Lord, be with her. Open it up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I can't make you open it, but I'm going to ask you to open it, God. I'm going to ask you to do it, Lord Jesus. Lord, for this woman, but for the glory of God Almighty. That Lord Jesus, you are able. Yes, you are. You are able. Lord, you are able in the name of Jesus. You are able, God. You are able. You have power. You have strength. You have authority. You open up deaf ears. You open up blinded eyes. And God, I believe that even today, you can do the same thing right now in our midst, Lord Jesus. Mm. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. There's, there's another prayer while, while you're up here, while we're praying. I, I'm, I'm not going to call names. I'm not going to give you situations. But there, there is a family connected with our church that has got a spiritual thing going on. Demonic. It's just pure demonic. And, and. Please pray. I don't know how much more of this I can take. But it's a, it's a demonic spirit. Paul is in the city of Ephesus. And there are young girls who had a spirit of divination. Mm -hmm. 
Now, y'all may not understand. That's, that stuff still works today. Mm-hmm. It gets some children. Mm-hmm. It gets some young children. And I don't understand. I don't know, what, I don't know how it works. I, I don't know how it I don't understand that part, but I know that it happens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happened in this situation. Mm-hmm. I think there's a spirit. And it's trying to destroy. So I want you to I want you to ban will y'all lay hands on me as we pray. But it's Paul, the apostle Paul, as he that girl followed him and screeching out, You're the servants of the living God. Paul turned around and in the name, in the name of Jesus come out of her. So, Lord, we're going to do what Paul did. We're going to say what Paul said. In the name of Jesus, come out of that girdle. Come out of that one. Activity, Lord, is held in the sway of wickedness and darkness and evil. In the name of Jesus, Lord, cast these spirits out. Every spirit that wants to attach itself to the people of our church. Every spirit wants to attach itself, Lord, to Friendly Chapel Church. We, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, to come out. And, Lord, we find in the Word, it says they went out. And so, Lord, even now, let the demons of hell tremble. Because you're the great I am. There, you're the great I am. You're the power. You're the strength. You're the authority. You're the Savior. You're the head of the that we worship and we serve. And let the powers of wickedness and darkness be broken. Of sickness, let the spirit of sickness. Lord, there I believe there's a spirit of sickness. Let the spirit of sickness. Be broken, God. The spirit of chaos, let it be broken in Jesus' name. Let the spirit of lust be broken in Jesus' name. Spirit of anarchy being broken in Jesus' name. Let the spirit of Jezebel be broken in Jesus' name. You're the great and the almighty God. You're the great and the almighty God. Let the spirit of the living God fall fresh on us, Lord. Let it fall on us, Lord. Spirit, give us strength to stand in these days of trouble. Give us strength to stand in these days of trouble, God. Thank you, Lord.
you, Lord. And you are welcome here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If he does, and you love him, if you ever let go of that, man, amen. Get me just because I'm getting it. Okay. God bless you. Thank you all. Thank you, Jesus. Is there, is there taking their seat? Just. If you see the little church is out today, so the end of the service, we're going to be taking up a missions offering. This missions offering this month is going to go to our our, our, our sponsoring denomination. Uh, Christmas blessings and uh, everything that is collected. Uh, churches across our denomination is, are receiving this kind of offering. And all of everything that is our missions works. None of it goes for administration. None of it goes to pay salaries and things of that nature. It goes to the field to help out on foreign mission field. And we have a number of there. Okay, so let's switch gears. Thank you for your prayers. Wonderful. Wonderful journey. I hope, I, hope you, I hope this is going to bless you as we go through this. The journey we're going on is the story of a man who did not come from the wrong side of the tracks. He did not live a lifestyle that was filled with crime and vice and all that kind of stuff. He didn't come from a dysfunctional family. In fact, he had everything going for him. He came from a good family who instilled in him a passion for service to God. He received the best education that his day could offer to him. He was highly respected in his community. He was a champion of his religion. Life of purity and honesty. There was none who could rival this particular man. His whole life was planned out. He knew where and he was quickly climbing the ladder of success. However, there was one problem with this man's plan. And the very thing he never wanted to be or to do was the very thing God has selected him to be and to do, which found church. Well, the man I'm referring to, if you haven't figured it out yet, is the Apostle Paul. And God took him on this incredible journey of the Christian church that has ever lived in any generation. And so I'm going to take you on this incredible journey uh, that he had with Jesus Christ. Now, the reason our journey, sometimes in our walking with the Lord, you know, we, we think we just can't do it. We think that, you know, I, I'm not an Apostle Paul. I'm not a Peter. I'm not Graham. I'm not some of these other great leaders that we see of the past and of the present. I'm not that kind of person. And so, I, what, what have I got to offer? And something here. 
The Apostle Paul, even though he was a great man, he did great things. The Apostle Paul is no, no less or no more than you and I are. We, that there's some lessons that Paul learned on his journeys. He was traveling along with the Lord. And I believe we, what we can learn from the Apostle Paul is these lessons that he learned along the way that are applicable to us. Now, we begin this journey in a Judean countryside. Paul is making his way to a city called Damascus. And he learns that after, the, uh, after the, uh, the, uh, the events of the crucifixion and the uh, burial and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, all around Jerusalem and Judea and people were getting saved and it was just, it was just turning the world upside down. And it was just upsetting the Apostle Paul and the Jewish their religious lifestyle. So Paul had determined he was going to stamp out this thing called Christian. He was going to, he was going to did anyone he could find of faith. All Christians, they were called people of the way or followers of Jesus Christ. And so he was determined he was going to stamp them out. So he'd heard there was a group of believers that was in Damascus. He got permission from the Roman governor of that region and he was making his way and he was going to flush them out and he was going to uh, impose upon them Roman government uh, rule he could own them in punishment upon them in, in, which could, could call for imprisonment or even could call and so he's making his journey but again I told you God's got another plan for Paul. This is, this is not God's plan. And so as he's journeying along, making his way uh, to Jerusalem, uh, he's making his way up there, and all of a sudden, a bright light shines all around him. He said, brighter than the noonday sun. And he's thrown on the ground, and he hears in this light, out of this light comes a voice. And he said, the voice said, Saul, Saul, why are you? To which Paul responded, who are you, Lord? And Jesus said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. To the city and I will tell you what you must do. And that started Paul's incredible journey that day. Now let me How many of you recall the day that you got saved? Amen. The day you accepted Jesus. Now for some, we can't go back to the place and the time. Some of you have been saved so long. Paul will tell you, you know, I, I don't know, I, I don't know that I can remember the date and the time that I was saved, she's wounds. She's been serving the Lord all of her life, never known anything else but that. Now, I was not quite that way. So I remember the date, the voice, you know, I, I, was, I was not paranoid. I'm not, I don't think I'm schizophrenic. I don't think I am. And, uh, and I'm not crazy, even though I, I hinge on it every once in a while what Paul heard. I heard that voice. 
and I heard the call of Jesus Christ. And it wasn't like Paul. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do at that moment. But I heard his call. When you encounter Jesus Christ that way, it changes your life forever. You are never the same. Now, one thing I really want you to hear is that, is that if, you, if you haven't started this journey yet, I hope, I hope, anyone from, I hope that you will join us on this journey because there's nothing like it. There's nothing like this Christian journey. There's nothing like To discover what Paul learned on, on his journey, we're going to look at some of Paul's thoughts. When we, we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to project several years in time. His called Damascus Road experience, and it's called there. And we're going to go to the near the end of its life. Paul's man by, by the name of Timothy who got saved when he was up in the area of Galatia. Timmy, Timothy accepted the Lord. And when he back, went back on his second missionary journey, Timothy is... Paul's impressed with this young man and invites him to become part of his mission team. And so, Paul has been arrested. Now, you get the picture. Imprisonment somewhere. We're not exactly sure where he's at in this imprisonment because this is not the one that's outlined in in the book of near the end of his life. And this is what he writes to Timothy. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure, Timothy, is at hand. But you know, I fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, the only, but the, all those who loved his appearing. Now, when you go back, when he, Paul said, I am already being poured out as a drink from the Greek, is a word that literally means to be unloosed. And the imagery here is like a like a, a, a prisoner that is released from jail. The day the yoke is taken off and he can go back to his stall, or the soldier that finishes the battle and he takes forward home, or the sailor that 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 uh, unlooses the mooring of the ship from the docks so the ship can sail. And as he reflects upon his life in these last moments of his days upon the earth, he, he realizes, he outlines three important lessons he learned along the way. And this is what I want you to hear. Because I think as these were important to Paul, I think they're just as important for us today. We may not have the ministry Paul had. We may not have. We may not have all the things, but we can still experience some of what Paul experienced on this journey. The first thing Paul learned is he learned how to fight. Now, the first thing upon the journey when you become a Christian is that it is a struggle. 
Being a Christian, serving the Lord, is a struggle. All of the time. If you're a true, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about whoever, whoever made that statement that being a Christian is easy, becoming a Christian is easy, staying a Christian is a game. It is not easy. You're fighting something. It's not just me. But the more you serve the Lord, the more you commit to Him. Surrender your life to Him. Let me tell you, the greater your struggle is going to be. The great, because the enemy, he likes to come against you. With you. He likes to play, he likes to throw up all kinds of things in your pathway. He likes you to think about how it used to be and think about the good old days and days used to be. Let me tell you, the best days of your life is right now. Today's the best day you'll ever have. Because you don't know what you don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring, right? So 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 we find that, that Paul learned, he learned how to. This chapter 11, again in verse 23. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant. In stripes frequently. In deaths uh, often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Five times this man was. Whip 39 times, five times he was beaten this way. He said, Three times I was beaten. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own. Perils of the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toll and sleeplessness, often in hunger and in cold and darkness, beside the other things which come upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. Now, let, let me. This is what you're going to be like to be a Christian. But it's not easy. A little secret. For me, now you, you may not have this. To me, it gets harder. The closer I get to him, the closer I come, the more I serve him. Sometimes it gets harder. Sometimes the temptations get more intense. Because the enemy would love to destroy me. He would love to destroy my ministry. He would love to tear me down and rip me up. And Lord, he may, he may have success, but if he does, you know who's to blame? Blame but me. But I'm determined. I'm determined. I, I, I don't know. I, I, may, I may stumble along the way, but I am determined. Letter, he made this observation. This was like, I know that leaves you in, in, in dismal desperation here. But then Paul, in that uh, earlier in this letter, he said, For our light affliction, which is but for us, feeding eternal weight of glory. In the Roman letter, he said, And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. 
accomplish purpose. In that same uh, Roman letter, he said in chapter 8, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? chapter said, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? For it is written day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded nor angel, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I say bring it on because we've got one who is greater than I am, who is I am just a weak, feeble, pea-brained individual who's just dumb as dirt, but I know one who knows all things. Strength. Paul learned how to fight the good fight because he knew who was walking with him. And he knew who learned as David of old. When he was facing the giant Goliath, the battle is not mine, but it is the Lord's. Paul also learned that the battle he learned here. He learned how to fin he learned how to finish the race. See, Paul Paul understood this principle. How you start the race is important. That's important. But how you finish the race is just as important, and sometimes I think it's more important. We all finish in different starts. We're all going to finish at the same place, right? We ain't heading different places. We might come from different lands. We might come from different uh, we might come in different ways, but as Flip Wilson once said, we may, we may all come over on different boats at different ships. We're in the same boat now. Now. So we got to learn how to finish the race. Now, I want, I want you to know the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Verses 1 through and 2. Many people believe the Apostle Paul wrote this. I'm, I'm one of those. I believe the Apostle Paul, if he didn't, if he didn't physically write it, he, he influenced whoever wrote it. There's just too much of Paul in this, in my opinion. But no matter who wrote it, but I'm gonna, I want you to notice what he said. Now this is familiar passage scripture. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of in here that, that the writer 
Paul, I'm going to declare, Paul declared about this race. First of all, examples of those around you. Now notice it said, the godly examples of those around you. Travel lightly. Don't carry around a lot of extra luggage. Don't get involved in things that will trip you up, causing you to fall. Run like a turtle, not like a rabbit. Keep your eyes on Jesus because he ran the race before you and he's at the end of the finish line. And he... Let me tell you, I know sometimes we get lost in all this and sometimes we get in desperation just like we read from the psalmist and he was saying, where is God? And all this. Let me tell you, God's where he's always been. God ain't going nowhere. He is with us. He is walking with us. And he will be at the. Amen. So. And I believe because of that, Paul could make this declaration to the church at Philippi. He said, I press to the calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's what we do. We press on and don't give up. Now, that leads me to the last thing. Paul learned how to keep the faith. You see, giving up for Paul was not an option. Paul, the Apostle Paul, went through enough trouble and disappointment to turn any person into an you just think about it. Think about what Paul went through. We read a portion of that. Beaten, shipwrecked, his own people. His own people wouldn't believe him. He had enough hurt and enough disappointment. Turn him off of this journey and to go somewhere Sadly, there's too many people that are like that. They've been hurt. They've been beat up on. Sometimes we preachers have been doing the, the ones doing the beating. I tell people all the time, I've had enough church hurt. To make me the most hardened, cold-hearted sinner. Come like the Apostle Paul and learn something along the way. My faith is not dependent on you. It's nothing to do with what you say, what you don't say, how you treat me, how you how, how you shun me, how how you how you act ugly, how ungodly anybody makes absolutely no difference because my faith is not dependent on you. I, I, I remember in the Jim Baker heyday, but it come up anyway. In the Jim Baker heyday, and some of you said, Jim, who? who, who? If any of you remember PTL, if you, if you were around and remember the debacle of all of that, I remember 
great fall. When he fell from grace. I remember this thing. Oh, bad. Pastor, Pastor Jim, falling like that. There going to be a lot of people that are never serve him again because of what has been done. And I looked at that woman. I said, are you crazy? My faith ain't depending on Jim Baker. My faith ain't in Jimmy Swagger. My faith it was not in Billy Graham or Samaritan or anybody else you want to raise up is, is supposed to be a great and a, and a good leader. My faith is coming. Yet they can come, they can rise, they can fall, they can go because my anchored in one and one only. My faith is anchored in Jesus Christ. He's the one. And if he ever falls, and he ain't, if he ever falls, then, then we're all doomed. But uh, he's not going. He's not going to turn away. He is not going to uh, uh, hurt. He is not going to destroy. He is going to help us all along the way. So you see, don't, don't, get, don't, 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 don't get all unrattled when somebody falls. Rattled. Because if your faith ain't no better than me, you ain't got much. Now, so you ask the question, what, 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 is this, what does this mean for you and I? What, what's, what's this mean for us? Again, I believe it means the same thing it meant for the Apostle Paul. You may not have a big calling, but you've been called. You've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. And you see, we've got to, we, we, we've got to learn the same since the Apostle Paul learned. We've got to learn that, that, that we, that how to fight that good fight. We, we've got, we've got. And we've got to learn how to just to keep the faith. Because one day, like the Apostle Paul said, I, 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 know, I know you may think I'm crazy and pessimistic, but I'm looking for the day to I'm bound up now. For one day, at the end of a hard day's work, I'm going to be unloosed. He's going to say, you ain't got to pick up your tent, you ain't got to pack it up. I'm just going to take you. New tent. <laughs> Woo! Amen. That's what it means for all of us. Do. I've been I've been running. I've been on this incredible journey for almost forty five years now. Forty five years I've been on this journey. 
and I'm not looking back. And I'm like the Apostle Paul. I can't me. For those of you who are on this incredible journey along with me, I encourage you to keep on fighting. Keep on running. Keep on keeping the faith. For those of you who may have not started the race, why don't you come on and join us? It's a good race. It really is. Have you ever seen people run marathons? They're cramping up, throwing up, sweating. And I'm sitting there thinking, why in the name of the Lord you do something like that? Well, see, people are looking up. So you can get across the finish line. Let me tell you, let, let me tell you. Quit, but you'll get there. You may be hassling, you may be tired, bruised, you may be battered, you may be dehydrated, but you'll get there. And then you got an eternity to rest. Amen. If you're not on this incredible journey, I encourage you, join up. Start running the race. Amen. Let's all stand together. Praise team, join me up here. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to. We're going to, again, we're going to be receiving our missions offering. Uh, for those of you that get, you, you, if, 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 don't worry if you don't want to participate. Receive, uh, we'll go uh, to our, uh, to our, our foreign missions work um, with the Pentecostal Free Will Baptist Church. Um, it's great, great work going on around the world. And um, so we, we're going we're gonna to do, we're going to do a Christmas song. Uh, go tell it on the mountain. I, 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 I thought that was what we do. You, just, you can just come up, you can put your offering in the church, and you can go be seated. Um, but before we do that, let's, let's, let's pray. You know where you're at in the journey. Some of you may be struggling. Well, let me tell you, it's okay to struggle. We all do. We all struggle along the way. Television is an illusion. And some of this stuff they put on TV is just an illusion, just like they don't tell you about the trenches. All the stuff, sometimes you have to go. Apostle Paul and what he endured. If you're struggling, the only thing I can tell you is don't ever 
quit. That's the worst thing you can do. But you don't understand, preacher. Yes, I do. There's been times I've wanted to give my call back. There's times beg God. God, please. I want to talk about my faith. I want to talk about my salvation. Just take this call away from me. Serve you, Lord. I won't stop serving you. Just take it away from me. Because it's more than I can handle. I am so glad, glad that God understood. I am so glad of that. He's never taken it away. And he never will. I have to learn how to deal with it. Don't give up and don't give in on falling and running. And when you get so tired you don't feel like you can run, walk. It really is okay. You're not quitting, but it's okay to sit down a little bit. It's okay to take a breather. It's okay to get some refreshment. That's what I call get filled with the Holy Spirit. Get filled with the Spirit again. Let Him come over you. And flood your soul. And give you a Another, another, another kick in your step. Amen. So as we begin to sing this song, I'm going to have a prayer. Begin to sing this song. You can come up and you give your offerings and thanksgiving to the Lord. I pray over Lisa. I pray over those that are struggling, God. And I believe, Lord, this message for someone who needed to hear it today. Brother, in this sanctuary, whether it be when they watch it, Lord, on their YouTube, or they watch our website. God, I just, I just believe in my spirit that there's folks and I say, this is too hard. I didn't sign up for this. Hmm. I signed up for the duration. So God, refresh, renew, and still and bless those who need you and give them strength. Spirit, you know what to do. You know who to who to whisper to and who to tug. So God do that. In Jesus' name. As we sing, you can come.
you feel you want to just linger in the altar for a little while, you just come in and linger in the altar. Amen. Let's go tell it on. the house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your richest blessings and all of your grace. Don't give up. It's an incredible journey, and it will be worth it in this evening, 530, finger food. Don't cut off your husband's finger or anything like that. Just finger food, and uh, we'll come. We're just going to have a family gathering and fellowship and enjoy decking the halls. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Shine his countenance upon you and give you grace and peace and mercy. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Enjoy the rest of your day.